Resurrection Sunday. We have a future. Amen. Good to see each of you here today. Uh, we're in the book of Acts. So Acts chapter 3 will be our text at one of the most amazing prophecies in the Old Testament. Peter quotes it. So we're going to look at Peter's quote of this prophecy. The prophecy originally comes from Moses. Peter and John have gone up to the temple. They have healed by the power of God a lame man. And a crowd gathered around because this lame man was well known at the temple. And Peter took advantage of having a congregation and started to preach to them. And he told them that Jesus was the healer, not him or John. And he told them that if they would put faith in this risen Christ, that they would be their sins would be blotted out and times of refreshing would come uh, and that God would send his, his son to them in times of crisis. Now he's preaching though to Jews. And Jews already had a covenant. They already had a deliverer and his name was Moses. And so Peter, knowing his audience, gives to them this quote from Moses, Acts chapter 3 and verse 22. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up a prophet like me from your brothers. You must listen to him and whatever he tells you. And every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. Quotes Moses. See, the problem for the Jewish people here in the first century and today as well uh, is they can't leave Moses. Remember how Jesus healed a, a man in John chapter 9 and they, and it was on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees in John 9, 28 reviled Jesus and said um, to this one who was healed, well, you're his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We follow Moses. For we know, John 9, 29, that God has spoken to Moses. But as for this man, we don't know where he's from. Uh, and we're not trusting in a miracle. We're trusting in Moses. We know God spoke to Moses. We have the scripture, the Old Testament. So Peter, knowing this Jewish hesitancy to look to someone else, quotes Moses. And he says, well, now let me tell you, Moses told you to follow him. So if you're going to obey Moses, obey Moses. As Moses pointed to him. For Moses said, 
One day the Lord will raise up a prophet like me. The word raise up there, by the way, is, is actually the same Greek word used for resurrection. The Lord will resurrect a prophet like me. Uh, and it's this remarkable prediction by Moses of a prophet that God would mark out by resurrecting him from the dead. And I might just add here, this is like Moses wrote and lived about 1500 B.C. Now you, you think back, it's 2017, <laughs> I'm a little behind, uh, it's 2018, so that's over 2,000 years back to Christ, and then another 1,500 years back on further back to Moses. This is 3,500 years ago that Moses predicted someone like him that God would resurrect and the people were to listen to him, not Moses, any, any further. He would, he would hand off the baton of authority to this new prophet. And here is the, what Peter gives to us. This is really what Peter is saying is that the Christian church does not ask the Jew to reject its Bible, but to believe its Bible. Peter's saying, look, we're not asking you to do something new. We're asking you to do what your faith your confession, your scriptures has called on you to do. And that is recognize that one day God will resurrect a new prophet like Moses. Won't be Moses, but it would be like him and you're to follow him. Peter said, that day has come in the risen Christ. Jesus said in John 5, 46, If you had believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. If you don't believe Moses' writings, how will you believe my words? In other words, uh, Jews who do not believe in Jesus, it's is at the root cause is they don't believe what Moses said. They don't believe the new covenant because they don't believe the old covenant. So this amazing prophecy is given to us. Now, uh, give me that Deuteronomy 18 prophecy. Here's the prophecy. It's all the way back in Deuteronomy 14, 1500 B.C. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. Now, there's only three options here. I mean, it's, it's a most remarkable prediction. And you've only got three options. One, the Muslims... They say it's talking about Muhammad. Muhammad comes after Moses, so they said, see, Moses said Muhammad would raise up. But this is quickly dismissed. You know how? Look at this. I will raise up a prophet like you from among their brothers, the brothers, the Jews. Now, Muhammad was a lot of things, but he wasn't a Jew. <laughs> 
Now, here's the, the most, the most real, uh, popular option among the Jews. Here's what the Jews say. And I, I listened to a, um, a YouTube video by uh, T- uh, Tobias Singer. He's, he has an outreach. It's called Outreach Judaism. And what he does is he takes the Christian, Christian claims on the Old Testament and refutes them. And he says, now I know this prophecy is in here. Uh, and by the way, he's a very articulate rabbi who knows the New Testament better than most Christians. And he says, I recognize this prophet is here, but I want to tell you who this prophet is. Who is Moses speaking of here? And uh, Rabbi Singer says, it's Joshua. Right after Moses died, Joshua rose up. Moses laid hands on Joshua, and he became the prophet like Moses. Two problems. Number one, Joshua was not a prophet. To my knowledge, there's not a single reference to Joshua being a prophet. Just a leader. But number two, Joshua was not resurrected. And let me show you this verse. This is Deuteronomy 34, 9 and 10. Here is what... uh, This is a passage that Rabbi Singer did not refer to. (laughs) You know why. He said, this is after... Moses relinquished authority to Joshua, the son of Nun, and he was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. See, this is now Joshua has taken over. And the next verse says, And there has not arisen a prophet in Israel since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. As soon as it says, Joshua took Moses' place, the next verse says, But just so y'all know, there's not a prophet like Moses in Israel. And actually, Joshua was probably the one that wrote that because Moses had had died at this point. So if it's not Muhammad, and it's not, and it's not Joshua, and it's not, the other alternative is what the apostle Peter said. As he said to about this lame man, Jesus healed him. Jesus is the explanation for his deliverance from his lameness. For Moses said God would one day raise up a prophet like him. Peter said Jesus is the prophet that Moses spoke of. I believe that. I believe that Jesus is the theme of the New Testament and the theme of the Old Testament so that the Testaments are unified around the person and work of Jesus Christ. Amen. And His resurrection was predicted 3,500 years ago so that the Christian faith... I want to say this to y'all today. The Christian faith is not new. 
It is not a novelty. It's not a cult. We are not a cult. <laughs> amen. Can somebody say amen? Help me out here. <laughs> the Christian faith is not something that contradicts the Old Testament. Am I getting too high-pitched here? I know I sound nasally and hillbilly when I get real high-pitched. But y'all got to get this. No. <laughs> but dearly beloved, seriously. <laughs> no. So Peter is connecting the message of the New Testament not only to the Old Testament, but to Moses himself. Now, he says, he's going to, Moses said, and Peter quotes him, Moses said, he's going to raise up a prophet who is like me. What does that mean? Well, it certainly would mean that he's going to be a deliverer uh, Moses came down, God sent him from the land of Midian into the land of Egypt, and Moses told Pharaoh, let God's people go, and Moses held his rod up and brought ten plagues, and God brought them out under the hand of Moses. He, was, he delivered them from the land of Egypt. Moses also brought God's word to the people, and even brought them to the foot of Mount Sinai where he led them into a, new, uh, to a covenant for the first time. So in the same way, Jesus brought God's word to us and leads us to God in a new covenant, a covenant-making deliverer. So Jesus is like Moses in that. Moses was a miracle worker, so is Jesus. And Moses became the only sustainer and provider of God's people. You know, when they were in the land of Egypt, they didn't get much, but the taskmasters were responsible to feed them. Um, Pharaoh was responsible to guard his nation. But now, they are, when they come out of Egypt, all they have is Moses. Uh, Paul puts it very, um, I think, wonderfully. Give me 1 Corinthians 10. Look at, look at this verse. How Paul, this is how Paul describes the passing of Israel out of Egypt into the wilderness through the Red Sea. He says, I want you to know, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, that is the Red Sea. And they were all baptized into Moses. If you, if you can think of it, this is the only time in history when God baptized an entire nation in a single day by taking them through the Red Sea. Paul said that was a baptism unto Moses. 
Uh, give me the, let me give you an illustration. Give me the picture of, this is uh, from the movie Ten Commandments, if you can make that out. Somebody took a picture of Moses, evidently on their iPhone. And, uh, but here are the waters. You can see, the, if you see the waters on both sides, uh, give me the next one up as they're coming through. This is coming through the waters. Paul calls that a baptism. And they're uh, almost all the way through. And then give me the other one, the next one up. Uh, there they are. Some of them are late. So they had to catch a bus. Oh, those are New Haven people right there. That's the New Haven group running behind. But you can see the water on both sides, and they are immersed unto, unto Moses. Now, Hebrews eleven twenty nine 29 says that when the Egyptians tried to follow that, the waters came to and drowned all, all the Egyptian army. They were cut off from Pharaoh, from their slave owners, from Egypt, from food, water, and clothes. So now Moses has to provide everything. Moses just took and adopted over two million people out in the desert. They are closed off to Moses. They're shut up to Moses. Cut off unto Moses. So Paul says they were baptized unto Moses like the Red Sea. The whole nation of them. Now, what's interesting is that that is the same verse. We're uh, planning baptism this morning and next Sunday. And uh, the, in Romans chapter 6, it gives us this verse. Romans 6, 3. Pull, pull that one up for us. Uh, they read it earlier. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ, that is the exact same words both in Greek and English. Baptized into Moses, baptized into Christ. When you become a Christian, you're baptized into Christ. Your identity changes. Your provider changes. Everything, you are cut off. The enemy cannot do to you what he once did to you. You need to know that. The enemy tries to come. Hebrews eleven twenty nine 29 said when the Egyptian army tried to, to attack them, they were cut off. They couldn't get over. Baptism into Christ brings a wonderful deliverance. And water baptism is the symbol of that. Uh, you don't have to be afraid of them anymore. Uh, have you ever been afraid of demons or the devil? When you're baptized into Christ. The baptism of Israel teaches us something. You, they are closed off to doing you harm. Luke 10, 17, you have power and authority over every evil spirit and they will by no means harm you. Uh, when, when I pastored in Texas, it, we had a real spiritual battle. and One night, I was sleeping uh, with me and Jan, and 
in the middle of the night, and, and I woke up, and there was a presence in the room. I just knew. I could localize it. It was right at the foot of my bed on the right-hand side. And it was kind of weird. But it was the personification of evil. It was a demon. I mean, I couldn't make out an out. It kind of it reminded me of a big bumblebee. I know, I said it's weird. <laughs> but this, this sense of evil filled the room. And it scared me to death. And I just laid there. And then I turned over and snuggled up next to Jen. <laughs> the man of God. Um, and you know what he did? I heard, and he was gone. I thought, what's the point of that? Just to scare me, which he did. But that's what Satan can do. Can't hurt you but he can make you think he can hurt you. When you are baptized into Christ, it's like being baptized into Moses. Those, that Egyptian army was drowned when they tried to follow him. It's that, and that's not something you have to work for. That's something God does for you when you're baptized into Christ. Isn't that wonderful? And you need to know that about the devil. Uh, it, the biggest problem you'll have in the Christian life is not the devil. It'll be your own selfishness, your own sinfulness. And it's not that he's not, that, that he is irrelevant. But he's limited. So when they were baptized into Moses, they no longer followed uh, Pharaoh's authority. They no longer looked to a taskmaster for food they were no longer identified as Egyptian ownership. They didn't have to do what Egypt told them. When you're baptized into Christ, you don't belong to the world anymore. You're a different people. They've got their own values and own vocabulary, their own music. They've got everything. Uh, and if you don't conform, they'll come after you. But praise God. We've been baptized into Christ. And, in, and when, you're, when they were baptized into Moses, their spiritual life rested on Moses' spiritual life. For example, they lapsed into idolatry. And Psalm 106 verse 23 says, God said, I'm going to destroy them. But Moses, his chosen one, stood before him in the breach to turn away God's wrath. See, they were baptized into Moses. When their spiritual life didn't hold up, Moses' intercession kicked in. I want to tell you, when you're baptized into Christ, your spiritual life rests on his risen life. Praise God. Not your weakness, but His strength. Not your defeat, but His victory will define you. In other words, all they had was Moses in the Old Covenant. In this way, He shows us what it means to become a Christian. 
And that is that all we have is Jesus. We are baptized into Jesus Christ. Now I want to I want to end like this. This is not to say that there is an equivalence between Moses and Jesus. And I want to give you a final verse. <laughs> this is so good. Hebrews 3, verse 3. Written to Jews, the Hebrews. The writer says, Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. As much more glory as the builder of a house has more glory than the house that he builds. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? There's no equivalence between Moses and Jesus. And, And just because the Bible records Moses first, don't think Moses was actually first. Jesus, the Son of God, is eternal. Jesus built Moses. The builder of a house comes first. The builder gets more glory. Y'all ever watch uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines on, uh, uh, what is it, Fixer Upper? And uh, I watch that and, and I've noticed something that they fix up the house and then the next episode, they don't go back to the house and brag on the house. They stay with Chip and Joanna Gaines. They fix up this house. Then they go to the next one. They, they move on from the house because the main thing and what the story is about is the builder of the house. And Jesus gets more glory. If it was great to be baptized into Moses, how much greater to be baptized into Jesus. For Moses was the house that Jesus built. Glory to God. Glory to God. And Moses said one day God's going to resurrect. He'll be a prophet like me, similar to me. And you better listen to him. That's what Moses said. And Peter with this gathered group of Jewish people, said, Moses told you about this day. It's time to obey. And that's what I want us to do today. Uh, Those of you who are planning to be baptized, to show that you have come to Christ, put faith in Christ, I want you to come you can, if you need to get dressed, you can go to one of the restrooms. We've got a privacy curtain. We're baptizing on this end. So you can come, stand behind the privacy curtain, come up. And uh, I don't mean for you to change your clothes behind the privacy curtain. Just stand behind the privacy curtain. So then you can come one at a time as, as we are prepared for you. And uh, ushers, if you'll come. And let's receive our morning offering. Let's worship with our offering today while they're preparing for baptism. Uh, The verse we used last week, do we have a...
Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. Amen. Ushers, are you all ready? All right, let's pray together and then we will worship in the, in the courts of God with our offering. Heavenly Father, thank you for this prophet like Moses into whom we've been baptized and into whom is our deliverance, protection, and future resurrection. We glorify your name and thank you for letting us come into your presence today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Your name, your name is victory. All praise will rise to Christ our King. Your name, your name is victory. All praise will rise to Christ our King. Your name, your name. Who's first? 